This episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast is brought to you by Boundless Technology. Boundless Technology strives to advance in the cannabis industry by creating innovative products with portability and stealth in mind. Aiming to deliver an affordable, efficient and straightforward experience for the consumer, Boundless offers an alternative to the traditional joint or water pipe. Enjoy the taste, smells and effects of cannabis at lower vaporization temperatures with Boundless Technology products. Use coupon code SAVAGE for 10% off all Boundless Technology products at bndlstech.com. Follow Boundless on all social media at bndlstech. And if you want to show your support for the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash Savage Snowflake to donate as little as $1 a month. All right, savages, let's get to it. What's going on, savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast with me, Jeff Arelich, and my wonderful guest today who's joining me. Um, So this lady and I first met on the app, the uh, sharing, video sharing and comedy sharing six second app called Vine. Um, But we continued friendship outside of that. She's gone on to do amazing things like a a vast array of commercials that we discuss over the course of the podcast on major TV networks out here. Uh, She's done TV. She's done sketch. She does comedy online. She has a huge Snapchat following, huge Instagram following. And she's also just a very sweet and lovely woman. Please welcome to the podcast uh, my lovely friend, Mackenzie Stith. How are you, Mackenzie Stith? I'm great. Are you uh, are you feeling good today? Yes. I feel like it's it's like a it's a very this is a very weird format, isn't it? In some respects, because we like we sat very close, directly yeah. looking at each other. But it's also there's enough of a there's enough of a barrier to feel like this is a, an official podcast. You know, yeah, no, you, news you, station. I've been on a few podcasts. A lot of them are just home studios. I feel like, like maybe I should get fine. a bit of table that comes out here, so then we could have a table. You know what I mean? And then we could like, and then it's like a lie detector yeah. test. <laughs> did you did you murder the children, Mackenzie? Yeah. yeah. What can I do? Wait, lie detector test. I feel like they just like. Oh, they have that. I feel like it just uh, reads your heartbeat. Yeah. So if you're anxious, it's gonna say that you're lying. Like how? Like that. Do you suffer from anxiety? Oh. Yeah. Real, real bad. And so you feel like you'd you'd fail all oh, lie detector sure. tests. Anyway. If I were to be in like the wrong place at the wrong time, and somehow I got accused of a murder, and I had to go in for a lie detector test, that like, you fucking done. But they can't actually use lie detectors like against you in court because they're not one hundred percent real. It's yeah, like yeah. they read your heart rate, and then it's like, oh, unless they're, they're you're Mori. In which oh, case, they're true. 100% official, right? Or <laughs> Dr. That, Phil. Is that show still around? I'm, I think so, yeah. And I definitely know Dr. Phil's still around, right? That's, that's, that feeds most of H3H3's oh, fucking you know, content these days. I didn't mind Dr. Phil for a while until that like one girl got really famous off his show. The- oh, catch me outside. How about that? Um, Brigoli. Brigoli. I'm going to move the mic slightly close um, to you. What's her name? Uh, something Brigoli. The, the, just the catch me. The catch me outside. But you Stop know making stupid people famous. But you know she's like, all right, so hang on a sec. Let me just, let, that's the one of the only people that you could have said that about that I'm going to go, hold up a second. No, you can't. There's no way you could defend. Well, I mean, I know she's, first of all, here's two things. One, she's a child. Like she's 15 years old now. I don't even think she's 15 yet. I think she's, is she she's 14? 15 okay. years old now. 
you know, there was a whole thing recently with Takashi Six Nine and her were flirting or something. I have and no I saw idea who he is until Chris D'Elia started talking about him. On about his... how beautiful she is on yeah. his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, I actually thought he was talking about a girl because I was like, who is this person? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, I wish I never looked that up. I mean, right, so Chris D'Elia and I have been talking about him coming on this podcast. So hopefully that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And I've been sending him, I was sending him photos of Takashi 69 but someone had photoshopped him onto a really smoking hot chick's body. Oh yeah. And uh and just talking about how She's fucking gorgeous. hot. So that's re- literally yeah. our entire Twitter thread now and private message <laughs> is just pictures of Takashi or T- Tamagotchi 76 or whatever the fuck you call I it. I love it. Um yeah, look, it's honestly just like fucking pictures of Takashi 69. Oh my god. Like, oh, she's so sexy and stuff. But he, he does make a good girl. He does make a beautiful girl, yeah, doesn't he? He just looks woman. like, yeah, a beautiful woman, but quite an ugly man. Yeah. You never fuck a SoundCloud rapper? No. Ah, oh, come on. What if it's <laughs> little, 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 anything, mi- anything with Lil in it, I'm out. Little, little micro dick. Like, oh, well, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Well, let's reference that. So, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hang on a second. I want to backtrack okay. because I've just come off uh, uh, another podcast with Hobie Benjamin. I, okay. I talked about you. I was telling him all about your vines. So, the stuff that you used to make was very high energy. Which is maybe where maybe this is a, an externalization of the anxious nature of who you are. Oh, for sure. You're lots of dancing, crazy dancing, like, and your body's incredibly flexible. You, you, you're a dancer physical and a comedy, gymnast. Comedy, I feel like, is my. There you go. It's my thing. But very physical. Yeah. In fact, there's another guy, uh, Nathan something online, who has appeared in loads of music videos and stuff, and he is like an ugly male version of you. Oh, cute. And that's, he's like very physical. He does like this no arms, the flailing, no yeah. arms dance. Like he did that on something and I'll try and dig him up afterwards so we can have okay. a look. But you, um, you got sort of blew up on, on this, on this, uh, you know, on this uh, platform on Vine. Vine. For the very physical performances of dancing, funny little skits as well. Yeah. Voices, you do a lot of voices. You have, oh, derpy, derpy. Yeah. There's like a derpy character that you almost, like is very it, Kyle Mooney. Yeah, and again, that feels like it's it's part of who you are, but you like playing with that part of yourself. You like externalizing it, turning it into a character, so therefore it's no longer like a, a weird thing inside of you. It's like a tangible mm-hmm. friend or mm-hmm. a tangible player that you can bounce off. And then also these crazy fucking... I guess there would be spectacle planking. Mm-hmm. So you would be face first on an escalator going yeah. down a busy mall or you'd end up just climbing into a fountain and just face planting into the yeah. water. Yeah, I know planking was big in like 2010, but it was yeah. it was always big for me just forever in my life. So <laughs> I just... You've been a planker since I love, day one. I don't know why I'm, I'm obsessed with water and like, I don't know. There's nothing... Because there's nothing more shocking... Than a woman dressed up in a nice outfit with, you know, her makeup and her hair looking on point. Yeah. Just undoing her beauty myself. in a in a very immediate fashion mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that's shocking to an audience to go, this chick literally walks up and then just climbs into a phone yeah. and just slaps her face into the water. Mm-hmm. And you said you hurt yourself. Yeah, several times. And a lot of like, there was one I did with what was Rachel. The worst you know, you know, Rachel Edinger. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm aware yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did one where I just face planted into a pool but we did like several takes and my nose kept hitting the bottom of the pool and I like I fucked up my shit and because a lot of these are just one takes because I'll be in full clothes and I'll just find fountain in the middle of yeah, like, yeah, the grove yeah. and I'll just go and do it and then there'll be like things at the bottom of it that my face will hit and... yeah 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 but you don't do, do it, you don't do, do you don't you gotta do a <laughs> you gotta do a planking like location scouting session mm. where you go in and go alright there's fucking yeah metal 
but you know jets know, underneath like, there. Feel them underneath yeah the one at the grove they had like those jets underneath and my fa- like my oh and then the one in hollywood at the hollywood and highland that big mall you know those those spouts yes, in the yes, middle yes 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 i laid down in one of those and like my eye was right where one of the spouts was it was just like straight into your eyeball yeah and i was like cool i'm might be blind but like did it for the vine yeah that or was get, fun like, what's I the weird disease that. you can get from like gross water aids <laughs> <laughs> that's called that's called jism that's not or blood those are two different liquids Water, there's like a thing you get, and it's it's like a Lyme's Lyme's disease. Is it Lyme's disease? No, that's from uh, sand flies, I think. It might be, you know what? But they they hang around on top of water. I think they like stagnate water, and then if it gets in your body, you can get. I, think... I used to know. I used to be a doctor when I watched all these medical shows, and I'd watch those like mystery diagnosis and stuff, and like uh, the monsters. I don't know how to spell Lyme's me. disease either. It's L Y M. Something. A tick-borne illness caused by the bacterium Borreala. You're right. It's like from a tick. Yeah. So what's the shit that you get from water? Um. Waterborne disease. No, I mean, if you go to like Malibu Creek State Park, sometimes they tell you not to get in the water over there. There's like cliff jumps because the water has like bacteria You in could it, have got... But I forgot. Amoebiasis, oh. which is a parasitic infection. You could have nice. got shingalosis. But then Shigalo- I could be Shigalosis. on uh, Monsters Inside of Me, that show about people with um, all these like rare diseases. Bugs living inside of them? Yeah. I've and never that seen be- that. What's that on TLC? It's got to be on TLC. It's on, I think it's on A&E actually. Okay. But it's about people who get like parasitic diseases, usually when they go like overseas yeah. to like Guatemala and, and Guatemala. Guatemala. <laughs> Hey, Guatemala, it's I can a cool place. So Guatemala, we, we yeah. We just like accept this. That's all right. I couldn't do yeah. it. Last podcast, I was bumbling over all my words. I think because I smoked. I do that weed, so. all the time. I don't know. I think I am dyslexic, so when I'm texting people, Hang I have a sec. to. So wait, wait, wait. I'm going to do a little check. Okay. So we've got anxiety. Yeah. Dyslexia. Yeah. Okay. ADHD. ADHD as well. Do you take medication for that? You have to. Take... Um. Yes. Not all the time, but I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, how does that manifest itself in sort of manic episodes or? Um, no, I mean, just I thought you're super I've, like energy it's, all the time. It's, it's like there's ADD and then there's ADHD, and ADHD is like the hyper. Like even right now, I didn't take medication today. So you have ADHD. Yeah, that's the one where it's like I have so much energy, and I'm Hopefully sure anybody he had ADD, so he has to take it, things to get yeah, hyper focused. ADD is like more like you're just like distracted all the time. Yeah, ADHD yeah. is more like you're just like you are distracted, but you like I have. Oh, for a while in high school, I don't have it as much now. I had, I also had temporary tics disorder, and that was associated with my ADHD because I have so much energy like going through my veins. If I'm forced to sit down so for almost, a long time and not be able to release my how, energy, how people have Tourette's, they have, sometimes they have yeah. physical tics as well. You yeah. had that, so I had, tics. but without the fun of being able to tell people they're a cunt to their face. Yeah, no, it was just like the my tics would be. Um, there's just so much energy through my veins, I'd have to release it somehow, so I'd go... Meh. At any point, have you ever considered Meh. the fact you might just be getting your X-Men powers? Yes. <laughs> I feel like all of these things are leading towards... Yeah. Come on, you've got like a greater purpose out there that you're constantly looking for. You're getting physical ticks. your body's starting to change. Yeah, I just made like little noises, My and my hands would go like this, and my head would go like this, and, and one time I was in like a college You're the Rain class. Man, you're the Rain Man, you're basically the Rain Man. And, and I did sometimes, because I did it so often I didn't really notice it. I was in like a large lecture hall like during a test, and I was like, ding. 
<laughs> and everyone in the room's looking at me and I was like, oh, I didn't. Oh, I did it. Shit, I did but the thing loud. is, people didn't know that I had tics because I, I already make weird noises all the time and I like have such an yeah, eccentric personality. Like, so, <laughs> so people were just like, oh, she's just doing herself. But really, it was just like, I wasn't aware. I just like, me. It's so interesting <laughs> that people like you and I are able to turn what anyone else would consider maybe slightly fucking mental behavior mm-hmm. into a career choice. I used to, before I did streaming, live streaming, and now on the podcast and also, you know, stand up, but predominantly the streaming, I got to play with so many different character voices. Yeah. I would honestly walk around over a day and just do voices to myself all day long. It was infuriating to me, just to me. I can't imagine what it's like for other people coming to my world and just go, dude, just fucking. They kind of enjoyed it, actually. They found it like a performance. No, you're, but you're like a. You're a real comedian, and you're really good at what you do. So I feel like that's just you, like kind of. Have pra- you seen me? Do start, you've never seen me. Yeah, before, right? I came to one of your shows at the comedy store. A comedy store. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago when I first before got you, here. What had you moved here yet? Or Maybe I hadn't even moved here yet. No, I think you were just visiting. This was. A and we years wait, ago. wait. It was you and Rachel. Yeah. And we went and had sushi afterwards. Yeah. That was awkward. That was our first meeting. I didn't think it was awkward. I at all. found it super awkward. I found it really awkward, and I didn't really, and I didn't think that you guys liked me very much. I remember at the end of it. You know what? I will be honest. I'm not a big fan of stand-up comedy, but I did. I laughed at yours. <laughs> I didn't mean my comedy. I meant no, no, me no. as no, a no. No, I was just saying, like in general. I was just. <laughs> I was now, just. No, that's all right. Now I'm questioning my comedy too. No, 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 no. I was just. I was just something in in my head that I was thinking about that you're a stand-up comedian, but like I actually really enjoyed your show, but I didn't think it was awkward. But What's also, wrong with you? you could, Anxiety. You could put me ADD. in any social setting, and like I can, I feel like I can, even in an awkward setting, I can like talk to people and like yeah. become friends with. Well, them. Well, this is what's interesting about people who. So I have d- crippling depression a lot of the time. You Love have it. anxiety and ADD, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think if most people meet us, they enjoy. The interaction. It's normally, yeah. no one ever leaves me going, ah, oh, you know what, mate? I fucking met Jeff. He's so depressing. Like, that was so. Yeah, no, people people like this, they wouldn't know that we are depressed. And you come off like... very confident, even despite, in, in spite of the anxiety, oh, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, no one would know. I mean, I talk about it very openly on all social mm. media platforms that I deeply, deeply struggle with. Uh, I have panic disorder associated with just general general. Let me just anxiety. add that to the list. Hang on, I'm writing down a list. Well, I mean, they're like they're one in this like they stem from the same thing: anxiety. If I had enough money through this podcast to employ an editor to put it together, we'd have a little, we'd have a, we'd have an issue counter <laughs> at the bottom of the video, and so and every time me or you, you know, talk about what's wrong with us, it would ding, yep, ding, like it'd add we it on. We make so much money, and then we have enough money to get. Therapy and there you go. I'm broke as well. That's another one. Ding. That's yeah. like we're up to six so far. <laughs> I'm so poor. Yeah, it's no. funny though, isn't it? But look, you're still like. Here's the thing though. Um, I brought you on because outside of wanting to utilize this podcast, which is what I've done to get to know interesting people that I genuinely find are engaging and yeah. creative and wonderful. But if I'm honest, I don't feel like I know a lot about. I've been using this podcast as a kind of platform to do that and to introduce, you know, my audience to people who I think are funny and interesting or just very talented, which you're all three of those things. Thank you. You, I think being in LA and being a success is not having to go and work at a Starbucks or, you know, go and work in a call booth, you know, Mm. or whatever the fuck you do out here to make money or, or drive Lyft. Yeah. You know, you say you're bro, I say I'm bro, but we're, 
neither of us are going to a nine to five job. No. You know, so. And that's incredible. Like, even though I'm very hard on myself and I'm like, oh, I should like, I look at other people and compare myself to them. I'm like, oh, my, like my other friends who moved here at the same exact time. How are they getting on? And and they're like booking more than me. It's like really hard to not take that personally. Of course, yeah. But still, I'm somehow. I'm happy for those people's success. Oh, of course. 100%. But it's just really hard to not be like, why am I not doing as well as them? Or like. Sure, sure. It's, it's sure, but that's the insecurities of being a performer. Yeah, we're all fucked with that. I feel like that, it, like comedians in general, or artists, or actresses, like we're the most hard on ourselves. We're like the most depressed people. Let's add that, that to the weird? counter. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true we're though, like crippling self doubt that goes on the counter. We're up to nine now. You you know that's true though, especially in hundred com- percent comedy. And, I like, fucking hate arts. myself, Mackenzie. Yeah. I like I loathe myself, and I'm trying bit by bit by bit to. Um, to look at what I do and how I live my life and understand that that's good and that I'm a good person. Yeah. But I, I just feel very... Unless I'm at the top of my game in everything, unless I'm super successful, I think I'm a failure. Be, I'm, I know where that comes I'm from. I'm the exact same way. You Even pushy if parents? Do you have pushy parents? No. Oh. No. That's my, my par- excuse. My parents <laughs> were like, excuse? whatever you want to do, we'll support you. And I'm like, thank you. Okay. Uh, but you, you're out here working... Um, as a commercial actress and yeah. making good money doing that you're also an artist mm-hmm. so this is the thing since I mean Vine some people will be listening going oh, alright Vine who gives a fuck no one's yeah. giving a fuck since a few years I think there's a very small select number of people from Vine who've managed mm-hmm. to continue engaging an audience post it you know yeah. post that event yeah. or that experience and you're one of the few that has done it and, and become better so you, I think someone like Steph Barkley has done pretty well oh, as well. Amazing. She's amazing, Clayton, and but Clayton a lot of the, Ferris. Yeah, Clayton, Clayton, and isn't he? What's it on? The, isn't he? Who's the two that are a couple as well? They're like oh, um, there's another two that are a couple as well. But then you got the Logan Pauls of worlds who are immensely successful but utter cunts, right? Like just scumbags from start to finish. But it's always the the worst people that are the the most popular, you know, like the the shittiest content. But here's my question like, about surrounding that. You have an audience now for your Snapchat videos, you know, your stories, which are often very personal, but also very funny, very, you know, every time you tune in, it's like a reality show. It's almost like the Mackenzie Stith reality show. Yeah. And then also, again, on Instagram, you have content up on there, but you also make money outside of your commercial acting as as an artist. Mm -hmm. And that's something that flourished. I know that the audience who love your art are people who loved your vines originally. Yeah. Which is great. Because and that's a lot of your customer base as I well. They want to be able to get clients just off my art alone. Like a lot of people who buy my art, like want something because See, it I disagree. Comes I disagree. From I, disagree. Me. I disagree. I think there's quite a lot of. I think the the art that you're producing now. So I looked at your website and then your Etsy store. Yeah. And you said you've got an entire Instagram page dedicated to it yeah. as well. Which is which I'll have to show you because it's it's like so different. Well, than what the is it at, at what? Mackenzie Stith Art. Okay, at Mackenzie Stith Art. So I'm only following your personal account. I didn't even know about the other account. Yeah. Um. But I know that the artwork that I've seen is like, it's like high level. It's, it's good. And it's very identifiable as one person stuff. There's, there's influences of different types yeah. of uh, pop culture, mm-hmm. um, whether it be sort of anime and, and kind of cute. It's kind of cute. It's almost, it's almost like, like ugly, a sadistic, it's like a sadistic like, Hello yeah. Kitty vibe to it, mm-hmm. which is, I think very influenced by a lot of Japanese art and that, that, what they, what they produce. But, but it's very, very much like, I can tell I'm looking at something you, that you've made. Would you have like dived so far into that 
as a creative pursuit if you didn't already have an audience who were going well I saw that one video where you showed your picture and it yeah. re- I fucking loved it have you got any more like do you think you would have found that no, no. I don't think so because I don't think I don't think I'd be confident enough that I could make any sort of money off of it unless I had some sort of audience that followed me and was interested in getting artwork from me but this is what I'm saying there's very few people that exist successfully like you did on a transient platform like Vine that was around for a few years huge and then fucking died a death and then continue to create to a high level in other facets of their their interests and retain an audience does that make sense Mm mm-hmm I used to be pretty good on Vine in the UK. I wasn't necessarily as big as you and you know some of the other US people that I had connections with yeah. or I was friendly with. However, I know a lot of those people that they still stuck around. They stuck around and went, oh, Vine's not existing. I'm going to follow him on this social media page yeah. or I'm going to go and watch his live streaming mm-hmm. or I'm going to, you know, they've, they've followed me, which I'm very fucking grateful for. That's the maybe thousand odd people who are downloading these podcasts every single week are, you know, are those people. Um, and I don't see that happening an awful lot. No. Do you think we're we're, we're reaching a place now where uh, people are more concerned with the short-term success of their their artistic endeavours than looking at being an artist as a process for their whole life? Bit of a serious question. I smoked some weed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we had a sour beer now, and I started to. Oh my god! Isn't it great? Yeah, it's very tasty. Thanks for bringing that. Yeah. But but you, do you know what I'm saying? Do you, do you think that's We've reached a place in the world right now where everything is immediate, transient, short yeah. form. But I think the people who actually are going to be auteurs or you know creators for the rest of their life, the ones that look at what what they do on one platform, isn't about that platform. It's about their journey of creativity. Um, I feel like people are just so obsessed right now with how many followers they can get and how many likes that they can that they can get they're not even thinking about long term yeah, they're like how many, they're like, how many ha- people watch how many snapchat people... story now oh, it's, it, you, can I tell you what it used to be and what yeah, it is yeah, now yeah. tell me what it used to be before at Instagram at my prime it was 10,000 views that's a lot that's a lot per fucking story yeah dude that's a lot of people and now it's around 2,000 really because the Instagram I mean, that's still stories a lot. Yeah. I'm still, it's still a lot of people but um, from and you've 10, never monetized 000, that mm-mm. I don't know how to I and, I, like and I'm premium like premium snapchat even though I don't mind people doing you've ads, you've got to take out. You have to. But it's you have so, to expose. It's so cringy. You got to pop me. a nipple. You got to pop like a nipple maybe, in one video. Maybe two ads that I literally got paid maybe a hundred dollars for. But while I was doing, it, I was like, oh. See, this is the problem as well. Oh, this is what the problem is, so is that awkward. content creators like look. I'm 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 half joking, but I'm also half serious. It, the, the way to retain an audience is by, if you're a woman and you're attractive, is sexualizing yourself more. That's one way people do it, mm-hmm. which is not going to be your way. I know no, that. Yeah. But I also do think that you can offer like premium Snapchat content that you go, I do uh, a few little bits. I put clips of my stuff on Snapchat. But if you want to see the whole story, which is a, a 25 minute I bit, feel like I'm not. Then you join the Snap, the premium Snapchat. I just feel like people who have Patreons and stuff, I know you do. Mm. But like sometimes I feel like that's kind of I feel bad taking money from people. I feel like I don't. I feel like not I don't for art. Not for art. It. Would you feel bad? And I know you don't because you have it on your page. Would you feel bad if someone pays you two hundred bucks to buy, uh, you know, an original piece of artwork that you did for them, or four hundred? But I know some of the pieces are like yeah. a few hundred bucks, or prints are twenty twenty dollars. Well, I spend hours and hours and hours. It take like I'll paint 
up to eight hours a day to make one probably takes me three to four days so that's how many hours it's almost like 20 hours yeah that I'm working, so obviously I don't. But well, I look feel at it bad. like this: I spend, you know, the the two hours a week actually recording the podcast, or let's say three hours because yeah. it's normally a little, a little over, plus all of the back work that I do in terms of promotion, trying to push the podcast, trying to get new sponsors, yeah, reaching out to people, letting them know about new episodes, editing videos, uploading videos, editing the audio, uploading the audio, doing all the descriptions, all of that shit takes fucking hours yeah, every week. That's true. so for me when people go. When I say to people, and you've led me perfectly into a, 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 a you know a little message, guys, uh, patreon.com slash savage snowflake. But seriously, that, that, from from my point of view, that's me going. I'm asking you to, if you can, if you have the funds, yeah. If you have a job, if you're a kid and, and you you're listening to podcasts, don't worry about it. If you're at college and you're broke as fuck, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. If you're you just got reti- you know made redundant, don't worry about it. If you've got a family to feed and you can't afford five bucks, don't worry about it. But if you enjoy the, the, the art that I put out, in this case, it would be a podcast mm-hmm. or my sometimes eight hour long live streams where I'm entertaining all the time, playing yeah. video games and talking to my community. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind taking a buck a month, you know, or five bucks a month or yeah. 10 or 20, whatever they want to donate. No. I think that's okay. And you actually just kind of changed my mind about it now that you explained how much work goes into it. All right, it. premium Snapchat. Let's bring it in. <laughs> I reckon out of those 2,000, you could definitely rack up at least, at least... Or just least. sell pictures of my feet. Let's... <laughs> don't do not do that. I've seen your feet. No one wants to They're buy They're not even that cute, but people have asked me, like, uh, can I buy pictures of your feet? And I'm like, mm, I'm like, that's really weird. I remember that not- one party where you were wearing flip-flops and I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying the feet aren't gorgeous. I'm just saying that the hair on the toes is yeah. so abundant. It's... It's like an it's I'm, like it's I'm like an Armenian girl's I'm, I'm middle eyebrow just across all your toes. I want everyone to know. You have monobrow across all your toes. <laughs> it goes it goes down the sides of the toe have and up the sides of the Have you seen that ad on Instagram? That's I feel like I see it everywhere. It's like this like this ad about like girls with hair, and, but it's also a razor ad, and they're shaving their feet. Oh, and it's super. Well, there's one where it's it's super. That Venus did an advert recently where they made it almost. They were basically making it a fucking hashtag me too advert it was it was ladies no one can tell you what to do with your body if you want to feel glamorous and do your thing and just be what you want to be you should do it use new venus blaze i'm like motherfucker you're literally selling a product that is going how you are naturally is not right exactly shave that shit off (laughs) yo listen sandra we we love your hair but Buy this razor. <laughs> like, we, what? We love your choice to be hairy. We think you're a fucking scumbag if you do choose yeah. that. So here's Venus. Hashtag, we're with you. It's, it's so weird. It was so fucking mismatched, the message versus the product. Yeah. But that's how they do it, man. And um, I don't know how we got into that. Point being, your feet, <laughs> don't sell feet pictures. My point is that I think there's, it's almost like going, hey, here's the free taster of what I do as a content creator. And here's let me let me dedicate time to doing a good half hour of content every single day that you guys get to enjoy if you donate whatever it is to become a subscriber well, two do. buck or five buck exactly what you already do no, that's what I'm saying it's it's interesting though isn't it because I feel like um look this is maybe why so many content creators from Vine struggle to exist post Vine as a, as a creator is because they don't know how to run the business side of it. I feel like you have a very clear and un, uh, probably way deeper than I do understanding of the commercial uh, acting business because you've done 
your fucking page on your website is ridiculous. The amount of products you you've worked with huge brands like Samsung. You did a whole like, whole series of stuff for Samsung, yeah. didn't you? As a character and all comedy skits. Yeah. Um. So you're on that side, but when I hear that you advertisers approached you when you were, you know had huge numbers yeah. on the, those platforms and you got paid like a hundred bucks or a couple of hundred bucks for a thing. No, literally like $100. Oh my God. Well, as, as, as a guy who knows that side of the industry, I would have gone, okay, yeah, sure. Should do it. Yeah. So it's going to be 5,000 for the spot. Yeah. Like literally I those kind of numbers. I just hate talking about money. It's so awkward for me. And even with my art, when people are like, I know I should be charging more for how many hours I put into yeah. it, but like I feel bad and I'm just like, Oh, do well, you have to value amount. your work. You have to value your work to the way that it is. So you go and go look. How much would how much would a person in how much would a, a, a professional in any industry get paid for an hour's worth of work or for a specialist, you know, one-off piece? Like if yeah. you're a graphic designer and someone goes design me a logo for my company, mm-hmm. guarantee they're charging you like a few hundred bucks to a thousand bucks just yeah. for a logo. Yeah. If you're doing an entire painting commission for someone to you know, capture their pet and you're turning it into, you know, your own style, stylistically a Mackenzie Stith piece about this pet and it's going to yeah. be all fucking psychedelic and trippy and awesome. Yeah, that's that's worth a few hundred bucks. That's at least 500 to 800 yeah. bucks for a And I tell site. people too that they can pay in segments. They don't have to pay me all. I'm like, if, if, <laughs> I'm like you can pay in you're over six months. You're too fucking nice. I feel like our camera is like dis- disappearing a little bit. Let me bring it back up. There you go. Now you can see us a little bit better. I am too nice when it comes to that stuff, and I'll do it for pennies. But I just want to make people happy. That's at the end of the day. Like, the, does it make you happy to yes. make them happy? Yes, it does. It and what does really that? Does. Ha- what does that feel inside of you? Like, what's what's the need to make others happy to feel good yourself? I've, I feel like I've just always been like that. Like, I always I put people myself, pleaser. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I learned that from my dad. My dad was a, a lawyer growing not growing up like when we were children up until but he people would come to him and be like i don't have money but can you represent me and he'd be like pro bono work yeah and or people would be like i can't pay you right now but i'll pay you later take off your top let's discuss terms everybody knew that about him in this small town and so he just got taken advantage of over and over and over again i'm glad you ignored my comment about your dad potentially (laughs) just using his legal knowledge for sexual oh i didn't even hear it that's all right that's all right (laughs) Anyways, I, I realized like after, I, I, after I said it that you're going, you're going. No, my dad never accepted sex <laughs> no, as payment no, for no, no, but I legal like, advice. I'm sorry, I missed that. But no, it's no, all right. It was probably best you did. Yeah, <laughs> but my dad's the best. But I definitely got that for him. To now, it's just like money's a very uncomfortable subject for me, and so I feel like I, I'm just. My mum and dad screamed at each other for about 20 years about money, and and various other things. But it made me go to a point where I'm never going to argue with someone over money. And I'm always going to... I know that money doesn't matter. Yeah. It gives you freedom to do shit that you want to do. In fact, sorry, that's a dumb fucking comment to make. It does matter. In yeah. a modern day, and modern modern age and modern day, you know, It's everything living, while we're living here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to pay my rent. I yeah. need to eat. Yeah. I want to be able to do some things. So money gives you freedom. Mm-hmm. But it's not the thing that fulfills you. It's... For you, it's getting someone receiving that piece of artwork and sending you a video being like, oh my God, Mackenzie, exactly. I fucking love this. This my is my look, thing. it's going here in my room where I yeah. can see it every morning when I wake up. That's what feeds you. Yeah, exactly. It's not the money at all. But then you also got to know your own monetary worth. 
I know. I had a company recently hit me up about some work and they were like offered a certain amount of money, which and I'm going to be very honest with you. I've been honest with the viewers as well. Mm-hmm. It's been a really financially stressful time at the moment. I just got a landing with a big tax bill as well. So I got to make some fucking money. Patreon.com slash Savage Snowflake, guys. Anyway, I got to a point where I, I, I there's a show that these people want me to present. Yeah. A weekly thing, online content. Blah 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 blah, and they offered me they offered me five hundred bucks, and five hundred bucks for half a day's work that's good money. People like that, yeah. But at my rates, it's terrible. Yeah, I'm used to going. Well, you pay me like five thousand for the day. Yeah. So I'm going. Well, you're you're at least two thousand short of what my half day rate would be. And but you have to do that because the other part of me is going. I need the fucking money (laughs) to pay rent so I can fuck about on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like I need I need that. But. With yeah. the industry, that's actually where I am good at. Um, because when I first moved here, people were like, "Will you be in my video?" Or can I take? Can, let's do text, test shots. Like I did a lot more modeling when I first Is got here. Is this about the foot fetish stuff again? No, no, okay. no, no. It's just like everybody wants. I just want wants- you to squeeze some sponge cake between your toesies. <laughs> that's all. That's hundred percent a fetish. You but know I'm that. good at being like, no, I will not work for free if you want me to be in your. You gotta music buy. Video. You gotta buy the sponge cake yourself. Yeah, but so that's good that you're like. You need to pay me X amount. Because people will take you more seriously. If you just do shit for free. Well, free, nah. But, like, even for, like... But so many people in this town will, especially actors. Because they're so so desperate for work that they'll do anything for free. And I'm just like, stop it. Like, Have you ever lived in other countries? You ever been to, like, spend a decent amount of time in other countries? Oh, I've traveled. I mean, I've never lived overseas. But I've been to Europe. America is the first country more than anywhere else where I found that if you offer something for free... People don't even hesitate to accept it. Mm -hmm. And also, if you expect equality in the payment of something, people will fight tooth and nail to avoid it. It's a first country like that. For instance, I'll use a very, um, you know, layman's terms, social example. But if I go to a bar, I'm with a group of friends, I'm a little drunk and I go... Go, go on fuck it I'll get, I'll get shots let me get drinks yeah. I'll get the first round everyone's like oh cool yeah I'll have a large blah 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 and I'll have this and blah 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 they don't even fucking think about it in England you do that you go I'll get a drink for everyone the guy with his girlfriend goes he'll go man no no listen we're only staying for one dude so I'm not even going to be able to buy a drink back don't worry we'll get our own we'll get our own yeah I go alright fuck it what about you guys nah 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 mate you bought the last round let me get this one it's my turn it's my turn alright we'll split it that's a British conversation about buying drinks Oh, American I get around. Yep, 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 yep. Take, 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 take. And take, it's because take, this take. country doesn't give a fucking thing to its people. Nothing. No healthcare. No education. Like you literally have to pay through the nose. That's it. For every. Can you tell that I just been landing with a tax bill? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's that's incredible because you have lived in different countries, so I have never seen something like that yeah. you know but you know how different it is and i listened to your podcast where it was like the two british guys came out to see who was screaming where everybody else stayed inside. oh yeah with the armenian chick across the road yeah it's like people are so afraid that they you know might should do be after put this podcast we should walk across the road and look at their garden and see if there's a little tiny cross like little a little buried doggy in the oh front garden well, i mean that was such a like crazy thing and I'm, I'm sure the well, dog I'm very, didn't it very touched that you it. listen to the podcast yeah it's no I love like I feel like you and Crystal Lee are the only ones that I really yes. listen to that's yeah. great company to be in I think Chris is doing a great job um, so what my point overarching point that went yeah. off on a tangent was is that you do have to retain some understanding of the, the worth of your art yeah 
And I know for you, it's like, all I'm doing is talking to a camera on my phone and just uploading it. But what you're actually doing is 10,000 people at a time. And that's only individual views. I guarantee that your audience is in the hundreds of thousands and has been since Vine days. Yeah. They're watching stuff of you because you make them feel a certain way that that you feed, you nourish their soul in a certain way. Yeah. You know? And I love that. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. It makes me, when I get messages, people are like, hey, I had a really shitty day today, but I watched your story and I like, you made me laugh and like, you made me in a better mood. I'm like, it feels so good. (laughs) But then you had very supportive parents. So where does that need for validation come from? Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> really? Um, what, are you just naturally performative? Maybe you just naturally want to be seen by people? Or is it a case of, you said at school, you know, you had all these tics and stuff. Was it a defense mechanism to be funny and entertain people and to, to go, well, they won't pick up on my other weird shit if I keep them laughing, you know? Uh, I don't really know, actually. I mean, because I was a dancer growing up, so I was always a performer. Yeah. And I just, I love... And this is like performing. ballet it's and like, classical and stuff yeah, like, like that, Yeah, like jazz right? and lyrical and, and I grew what's up my l- What's whole lyrical life. dancing? Lyrical is like kind of like modern. It's basically... Dancing it's like, to songs with lyrics. No, I don't even know why it's called lyrical, but it's slower songs, basically. But it's not typical ballet. But is it like contemporary where yeah, it's all like yeah. flowing and... But, <gasps> but there's like modern which is just like weird shit. Waterfall, like, waterfall, waterfall. Do you go to a hands. modern dance class and like they'll be like going like this for like... <laughs> and that will be like that will be like the move. They'll just be like just doing like really weird shit but like lyricals where you're actually like dancing and leaping and turning and modern's just like weird fucking weird shit i don't know i can't explain it do you think they're just making it up on the spot this is just people going let's just keep adding i went to a modern dance show at at university of utah once and it was 20 minutes long of a guy in his underwear just putting his hips back and forth and it was like art you know what you should do you should come up with like social media dancing social dancing like lyrical and it could just be you recreating all your vines but silently Set, set to the sounds of Logan Paul's vines. Oh no! I don't. You can't. That's give, an art installation right there, Mackenzie. You can't give those people more attention than they already have, though. That's the thing. It's like it some of what the reason why they're they're so popular is because they're so hated, and so people keep talking about them. You know, it's where it's just like ignore them. Yeah. Like let's stop talking about them because well, we're that just applies to everything. Them. Politics as well, right? Yeah. If you give more. Yeah, you know, or it's just much. like, it's hard though to like see something that you hate so much and not want to talk about it. Yeah. And, and a lot of times they do that on purpose. They know it's going to be like controversial and they know people are going to talk about it like that fucking like fat people shaming video. Oh, Nicole Arbor. Oh, I hate her so I got, much. I got in, uh, approached to do a show with her recently. No. And, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that was like, the money was is really good. So yeah. gonna, uh, we'll see how it develops. But it would be a dating show. And what confused me about it is that she's synonymous with kind of just shitting on people such online. a terrible human. Have you met her? No. She no. could be just really insecure, Mackenzie. She could just be desperate for love, like we all kind of are. I mean, I talk a lot of shit online, as do you. Like, we go on rants. Me? <laughs> don't but, fucking put me in your camp, mate. I've never, shame people. I've never written. Like, I'm not racist or I'm not any of, like, I feel like this well, girl. Well, I'm not racist. Literally, no, but I'm have I ever fat shamed? 
I've definitely here. I'm going to be honest, right? I don't fat shame. Do will I be very directly honest? And I've got viewers and listeners who are very heavy set. Yeah, and they know. And I, I was playing video games with a guy last night on stream, and um, you know, he, we were talking blah blah blah, and someone made a comment like. Goes, oh, man, come on, that's just fat guy strats or something like that. And he was like, no, out of all of us here, I'm definitely the one with fat guy strats. Because he's, you know, quite a heavy set dude. And I was like, yeah, that's all right. But you know it, right? I, I don't mind people being fat in any way, shape or form. I'm not going to yeah. shame them for being fat. But also, as long as they're completely honest and acknowledging the fact that it's unhealthy to be that big. Mm-hmm. But you know? some people have medical conditions where they can't lose weight. Some people have medical conditions where they retain weight more easily or they can put yeah. on weight more quickly. They, they, you can always lose weight. And that's by Cushing disease, ingesting less calories than you burn. No, I know. Ways. And I understand that. But I'm just like... Uh, it, you know no, what I'm saying though? No, I, I understand. But I just like... I'm not there can be complications. Like, I'm not like that to ever judge somebody by their weight or color. or I mean, I do judge people by sometimes their political party. Um, See, this is the thing. I apply it to everything. I'm not going to necessarily... I, I judge when I look at someone. As soon as I walk down the street and someone's walking everyone in the opposite does, direction... Everyone does, even if, even if yeah. like, it's just subconsciously. But oh, like, I fucking judge you in a split second when you walk yeah. around a corner and I see you. I go, this is what I think you are. This is what I think you probably are. Based on my personal life experiences and my experience in the world thus far. Yeah. Socially, etc. Blah, 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 blah. This is what you are. But I always keep an open mind to this is not necessarily who you are who you are yeah it's what you are right now but it's not who you are as a person so when I see a fat person I go that motherfucker's obese like he probably needs to stop eating so much mm-hmm. and do a little bit more exercise mm-hmm. if he did those two things he would absolutely lose some weight and not be fucking obese and potentially gonna die from you know yeah. from uh, whatever some horrendous physical disease however I also go he might also have horrendous uh, low self-esteem that's based to anxiety or depression yeah, that makes exactly him eat as a comfort. So I see all yeah. the other facets of what it is, mm-hmm. but I like I'm very honest with myself. I know I've got depression, but I know that there's things I can do every day to stave off that depression and not feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, I know that I want to look a certain way aesthetically, and I know that if I don't do these things, it's never going to happen. Yeah, and it's understanding how Taking to be control. We've lost the ability now. We've we've, we've swung from one extreme to the other I think socially and this is very true of social media because I think one thing that you possess which is is one of the things that I admire most about you as a as a person not even as a content creator but, but your honesty your very honest ridiculous it gets, honesty it gets me in trouble sometimes no and see it shouldn't it should only get you in, it gets you in trouble from people who are terrified of showing any honesty yeah by I, I do Instagram posts. I did a little post the other day, and it was me striking a little pose, and I had fucking pseudocreme all over my face, covering up my acne. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, just living my best life. But also remember, nothing on Instagram is true. Nothing on social media is real, really, for the most part. Yeah. And this is it's okay though. That's why I don't I, like. Instagram. I broke the fuck out because I drank too much booze for a week. Yeah. And that's the thing I have to deal with and understand. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people listen to this podcast because they they want that honesty. That's one of the things that you that's, possessed from yeah. day one. That's a that's one of the reasons why I have a big Snapchat following is because of how honest and raw I am. I literally just I no filter whatsoever. I just say exactly what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And some people take that as me being negative. And if you want to take that away as me being negative, then cool. fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no, I don't care. Like <laughs> I just the thing is, 
And I just thought I'd carry the on. The other person is probably thinking the same thing. They just don't say it out loud. I just say everything out loud. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, you're so negative. You're always ranting. And I'm like, what, I'm just I'm just living my life. You said sometimes that's got you in trouble. What's been the worst? We'll go, we'll go best last, but let's do what's the worst experience of you sharing what you really feel about the world and it backfiring or there being some negative comeback from um, it? I honestly can't even think. Like it's happened a handful of times. Oh, there was one rant that I went on about homeschooling that I, I didn't agree. Was it a bit, or were you being? No, I was serious? just. I was just. Um, what triggered it is there was like a, a school shooting, and I went on. I was on Facebook, and I saw this girl's post that was like, "I'm that's it. I'm taking my my kids out of school, and I'm going to homeschool them because um, there's been so many school shootings." And and that annoyed me because I'm like you can't live your life in fear that's being like I'm not going to go out drive and go drive to the store today because I could get hit by a car sure. you cannot sure, sure, fucking sure, sure, sure. live your life in fear fearful like of, that fearful of everything around well that's what we and then, and then has I been creating now a dialogue of fear that's yeah. what drives and you society, can't just think that like because there's been a few school shootings in the past few years that's going to happen to your kid and then you're going to take them out like someone could walk into your house and shoot you just as much as they could walk into a school and shoot you sure or whatever it is. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, yeah. I do also, I understand the the irrational fear of a parent thinking every week now, it seems like there's a new fucking kid in a trench coat going into a school and just yeah. shooting people up. And that scares me and maybe it would be safer. Yeah. I, I understand that irrational fear just having raised a little girl for a while. Mm -hmm. If that was happening at nurseries, there was a string of fucking shootings at nurseries. There's going to be a little bit of my brain as even not as a biological father just as a an almost an adoptive father that mm -hmm. would go i don't should we take her to the nursery anymore because i feel like maybe it's only a matter of time until she takes a bullet to the brain i don't want that to happen yeah, yeah. that's an irrational parent fear but so basically i went on a rant from there that i felt like it was selfish for the children to take them out of school because and you told the this other particular person, woman or you did it in a, no no, no in a i was video. just talking about it on snapchat okay and i was saying and then i started talking about how homeschooling i feel like kids don't get socialized the way that they should because yeah. they're at home every day and they're not with people having experiences go like prom, prom or just like how many memories do you have growing up hey sis what are you up to or like just being Friday? just being around people all the time and i kind of went on a little rant that i felt like homeschooling was kind of selfish how are you gonna have parents? like one of those sexy teacher pupil relationships yes. it's gonna be your mom <laughs> But then somebody messaged me that does homeschool their kids and, and they kind of went off on me a little bit and they were like, homeschooling's not what it used to be. Like there's actually programs now where you do take your kids to like socialize with people. And, and, it, and they opened up my eyes to, to think, cause me in my head is thinking that you're with your kid at home every yeah. single day and they're not socially, so, socializing at all, which I don't think is healthy for them and yeah. like growing up. Um, and so you like, said, send me your address. I'm heading to the store right now to pick up a shotgun. <laughs> Let's see how this works out. No, no, but like it, it immediately backfired <laughs> on me um, when I was like, you shouldn't homeschool your kids because X, Y, and Z because they're not going to get socialized properly. But you know what this sounds like? This sounds like a comedian. Like, this is... This sounds like a comedian getting on stage, which has ha certainly happened to me where you do a bit... In fact, I was just in Vegas performing at the Comedy Cellar in Rio, uh, a casino and hotel, and the comedian on before me, Julian McCullough, went up at the beginning of his set on the third night and did, uh, you know, a, a kind of offhand, very lighthearted anti-Trump joke. Mm -hmm. We know that Vegas is very red. Oh, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people who go there are very red state. I had no you know. idea until I experienced that, what I was telling yeah, you Yeah, well, you messaged me on Instagram and were like, oh, yeah, I saw a fucking 
borderline neo-Nazi march through the streets, it was you know, insane. Confederate flags like, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of blue Lives Matter flags and Confederate flags, and yeah. they were just going down Las Vegas Boulevard, just like fucking beeping. all their cousins, just yeah. and smashing I was just like, up. And you know, oh it was God. all like raised trucks, and you're like, mm, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, so you can hide the bodies underneath. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we um, he did this joke about Trump, and a woman stood up in the audience, and she went, she went, you can't say that. Oh. Like that, and he was like, "Well, I, I think actually, yes, I can, madam. I have amplification and you know a PA system around me, and that's kind of what I'm paid to do is yeah. to get up and say stuff." Comedy. You know, and she was like, "No, nah, man, you can't say that. That's our president." He was like, "And as a fucking citizen of America, my God-given right is free speech, and I want to defend that free speech." And the whole audience was in support with him, including a lot of Trump voters. Because when I went up, I was like, I was like. I, I made a joke effectively you know she she ended up being taken out she was just shouting going fuck you you can't talk Good. about the president fuck it. you don't get free speech blah blah and the bouncers threw her out but she was an idiot she was just a fucking idiot yeah but I understand if you watch Fox News 24-7 you get ingrained exactly. with this kind of knowledge exactly. in the same way if you watch only pro-liberal to- and left-wing politi- political yeah. um, you know propaganda let's call it then you're going to be very much that way I think they're all fucking nutcases both left and right yeah. on, the, on the extremes and this whole po- podcast, Savage Snowflake, is about the fact that I think there's a lot of us in the middle that are decently educated, balanced people. But this chick leaves, and uh, when I went up, I did a sort of offhand joke, like, I'm just going to start with a, you know, a quick 10 minutes of anti-Trump material. Or, or no, I said, uh, I need a volunteer for the first, for the first joke of the night. Uh, have, we got any, have we got any avid Trump supporters who don't like free speech in the audience? And everyone laughed, right? Yeah. And then I went, I went, nah, that's cool if you support Trump. And there were a few people cheering. So there were still Trump supporters in the audience who were definitely on the side of the comedians that, yeah, he might be my president, but you're a comedian. It's your job to make fun of shit that people exactly. do. Exactly. And it's like, don't even go to these shows if you're going to get so easily, yeah. easily offended. And that's, I feel like, such an issue these days is where... But like, I feel like I both liberals want... and Republicans. Oh, yeah. You know? I kind of like wanted to start my own podcast, but I'm like, people are just so offended that anything I say, I feel like it's going to get thrown back in my yeah. face, you know? But it didn't used to be like that, like, 10 years ago. It's only in like the past five years where people are just so fucking sensitive. Terribly offended by everything, right? Yeah. You can't say anything. You like, there's like a puppy I mean, video you, we online. had all those sketches we wrote about, you know, about gay, black, transgender, <laughs> um, you know, conservatives. And we just, we can never. And we're never going to be able to do those. Never. Ah. We'll Dang have to, it! just have to send it, send it to Keenan and, Ke- what the fuck was it, what were they called? What the two Keenan, guys? I think it's Keenan, wait. Key, Isn't it Ke- one of them? Keenan Peel. Keenan Peel. Keenan Peel. Pee pee on my balls. There you go. Two, this is going to be the clip that goes on the internet. Two white people. Two white people try and work out two of the most successful <laughs> black and then they comedi- just, sketch comedians They're going to take names. our conversation and they're going to edit it to yeah. where we're only saying like... And I know that yeah. Trump is the best. Yeah. But that's all yeah. I'm going to... Mm. Mm. Yeah. Black mm-hmm. people. Keenan... <laughs> what? Keenan Peel... That's it. Cut together. Boom. Immediately we end up on Breitbart front page. You get a new half a million fans. They come across, watch your Snapchat stories. It's a load of proud boys. Gavin McInnes starts following you on Instagram. Hi, boys. Starts sending you fucking neo-Nazi memes and oh, gifts God. every day. Oh, you have to God. be like, "Low, Gavin, you're such a cad. I just, sometimes I just don't look at it because it bothers 
It bothers me. The internet's much. a terrifying fucking place. And I can't read comments on videos anymore because everyone's just like, oh, that's so funny. Oh, the puppy in the videos must be being beaten or something. It's like, shut up. Yeah, you're like, sometimes a puppy needs a good fucking backhand. Yeah. If they're fucking, don't stop barking. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. And it was <laughs> the old just one, too. The old just one, too. Just kill him. Just fucking skin him. Make a pair of boots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Com- I, I don't know. Free speech has hit a. Uh, a bit of a it's, it's, it's difficult because to be an advocate of that kind of free speech means that we accept everything that everyone says yeah. and some people say some really nasty shit on the daily but then also to remove it means that balanced people aren't even able to make comments I don't know anyway, I don't want to get too much into politics yeah. I'd rather talk about you no yeah your artistic endeavours okay was this a, a childhood thing no not at all um, I honestly didn't think I could ever do art i never tried it i never took an art class in my life but see that irritates me because my sister is an artist she's like uh, she was a sculpturist and you know she teaches art now in new zealand and she was always good but she did it from a child young child yeah no i never I was very average it. and you came out and just started no but whipping the thing up is, a storm the one the stuff that you saw on my website is like the stuff that i painted like 10 years ago oh no I've, I've seen newer stuff on the etsy i think that's definitely more modern and then you said on the instagram there's more yeah i'm gonna put it up while you tell me um so I started painting like 10 years ago and I only painted for like a year or two and I did those little monster characters. Yeah. That the ones that are on my website. A decade. That's a reasonable amount of time to dedicate but to I, an art But form. I didn't paint after that. I painted for you like... You burned them immediately after you painted <laughs> no, them. No, I just... burned them up. I, I, uh, I was like, ooh, I kind of want to... I went to an art show and I saw these like little monster characters, which I, I loved and, and I was I wanted to buy the art, but I didn't have money to. And my friend Megan that I was with, she's like, why don't you just make your own? And so I, I went home and I started painting these little monster characters, which are very simple. I, I don't think it takes a lot of talent to do. Like, it's just like a shape with like some like eyes and like some fangs. And it, it wasn't... But it's... No, but you, you're, you're... I think you're, again, you're, you're diluting um, the strength of the stuff that you do. This, is, this seems to be a thing. All right, so wait, where, where does this fucking... Okay. This is what I want to know. Where does this shit come from? Because you do it with your, oh, why would anyone want to buy my Snapchat? I don't know. I, I hate myself, it, but anyone... I know that I'm fucking hilarious and I know that I'm talented, but I like, I doubt myself so much. But your parents always support you. Yeah. Who made you feel this I way? don't know. I mean, my brother and sister were always smarter than me. I definitely was the one that didn't have as so good as grades. are you the grades. youngest child? I am the youngest child. Maybe my brother and that. sister were like very, very smart. They got like straight A's, were in like all AP classes. Yeah, but what are they like, doing now? Have they ever snorted cocaine out of a hooker's butthole? No. No! I've never done cocaine, actually. I've never done anything except for alcohol and weed. Oh, I did Molly a few times. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done any drugs except drinking. You're Smoking weed and fucking <laughs> shooting ecstasy directly into my tits. That's all I've ever done. That's it. That's how I do it. Straight through the I nipple. Only do, through the nipple ducts. I bang I in an old... I only do alcohol. <laughs> okay. Um, but you like to rave as well. That's another thing that your your dancing is not limited to classical and ballet. Not as much as I, I used to. I feel like it's well, I always enjoy the, the now, but... annual updates that you do when you go to Holy Ship, which is a, an event you like to go to. Oh, that, that used to be my favorite music festival, but it, that one kind of like... Too many, too many douchebags now. Every everything's gone too c- commercial. Yeah, that's the same. That was like you know festival I mean? in England. I used to DJ and produce, 
So I used to do really? major festivals. Yeah, like Glastonbury and oh Reading God, so cool. and fucking uh, all the dance festivals like Bestival and things like that. Yeah. Uh, Exit Festival, Snow Bombing in Austria. So I used to play under pseudonym Men in Masks and it was like I wear like a, a Mexican wrestling mask and I do like a lot of dance music. So I always, I miss raving. I used to fucking love going to a club. But were you doing like popping? Oh, I was popping multiple drugs into my bloodstream. Okay. Uh, at Bestival, no, at Glastonbury, what year was it? Probably about eight years ago, so maybe 2010. It was the year that Kanye West played the pyramid stage, the main stage. And when he was playing, I was DJing in the BBC introducing stage, which was held about two and a half thousand people. When I went on, everyone was watching Kanye. So I had like a, about 50 people in the tent just drinking and listening to whatever music was playing on auto play at the back. I get up to start DJing and start playing. And by the end of it, it was filled, two and a half thousand people. Wow. And the tent, there was a 4,000 people overspill. The security guards told me there was at least 4K outside the tent trying to get in or dancing outside the tent. That's so cool. And uh, I'd done so much Coke and Ketamine and Molly. Oh, wow. And just whip it. just any drug that I could get my hands yeah. on and drink it. That I chewed the corner of my own teeth off. I cracked oh, my no. own tooth off. Yeah. I chewed the corner of my own tooth off. I was oh. pretty fucking high. But set was great. Still beat match like a legend. No train wreck. Holy rake. shit. But here's my thing That's is that crazy. I miss that raving. And you clearly have a deep love for dance that, music. It's my favorite. I mean, I like a lot of different types of music. But I feel like one of the reasons why I like electronic music is because of the amount of energy I have. And yeah. it fits with what... Yeah. Like I it's, just, a, it's a conduit for you to and I get also rid of that energy dancing. to expel that energy I grew as up well. dancing so I fucking love dancing and if it, even if it's just like dancing not at a club but I I really really loved music festivals for so long like that was me in my happy place and a lot of people were like if you have anxiety how do you go to these festivals and like not I'm like that's like my home to me I, yeah. well, I hate when people are like go to Burning Man they're like I'm back home that's my spiritual oh. home yeah but so. like I I feel... Do you go to Burning Man as well? I had never been. I, I eventually want to go, but it's... <gasps> I want to go. It's so much work to get there. Nah, nah, like, nah, nah, it's not. There's people, you go with expensive. camps, you go with existing camps, and you like you only have yeah. to bring a certain amount of time. You'll get into any camp you want because you're an attractive girl, which I'm sorry to be so fucking shallow and caustic, no, but I it's appreciate true. It. They'll Thank just you. be like... And I have friends that go. I could, I could easily go, but I just... I know it's expensive, and I know it's hard to get to. Eventually, I'll go to that, but I'm like... For if you while. decide to go to Burning Man, I want to go. Okay. And we'll, we'll both go. I'm going to do comedy there. I'm going to run like the world's smallest stage. I'm I just going to find I mean, a box. I have to, to make speak. it there one day. I just, I need to like save. It is expensive to go to that. Yeah. Um, but I was just obsessed with going to festivals for, for a long time. And I was just like, it was, I was my happiest when I was at a festival. And I go to these things alone because I don't like, I've gone with groups of people before and, and everyone's like, let's go to this stage at this time. No, but we all have to stick together and I want to do this. Now you have this. to get lost. You have and to just like, walk and find something. I don't fucking care what you want to do. I literally go, I feel better when I'm by myself. I have more fun because I just run from stage to stage and I'm dancing in between. You're kind of like a Labrador. So much You're like a Labrador. Fun. You just love running around, jumping about. And I get to release all this insane energy that I have. Yeah, they're I just, notoriously like, get, I just get into puppies. the music and I, and I also like... When I first started going, social media wasn't really a thing yet. But then, like, I start the Snapchat thing and the Vine thing, so I I could bring people with me, and it wasn't even like I was alone. Yeah. But now, if you can get the uh, if you can get the reception. Yeah. Oh, then some festivals like I don't even want to go to. If I don't have it's pretty bad, isn't it? I mean, I think there's um, <laughs> there's a lot of, I don't know. I feel like first of all, two things that I wanted to bring up. One, the fact that you're not into drugs 
considering you're so into dance music is quite yeah new to and, me and the and I and I did tell you I've done Molly I think three times it sure. never it never was at a music festival I don't understand how people do those drugs at but also you, it sounds it like so you have that chemical imbalance where you're already kind of on drugs yeah I don't like I don't bit. I don't need it in the in the in the few times I did Molly I had to have someone next to me like I couldn't even go pee by myself I was like I needed someone right there next to me and I've only done it with like I insist on the same thing every time I urinate after I normally knock on the neighbor's door <laughs> just go I need someone to watch me right now but with festivals I like to be alone I like to run around and experience things and just like be free and when I've done that I didn't do you feel maybe do you feel controlled in other aspects of your life elaborate I don't know you said you like to feel free you like that that those those no it seems I'm like, like you're I'm drawn. the most independent person you'll ever meet I I don't know I, I've, I've met Beyonce she's <laughs> I think she's the most independent, <laughs> independent woman, woman out there yeah, yeah no but I I do I live alone you live alone um I my parents don't help me whatsoever they haven't since I've been out on my own I, which is good that's yeah. how everyone should be. Once you've moved, you've flown the nest, you should provide yeah. for yourself and be an adult. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm very independent. I do what I want, whenever I want. And I, I don't do what I want. You don't know me. I don't need nobody's motherfucking approval. This is what's happened. You've now gone full circle and become the girl from Dr. Phil. No! <laughs> your, your rap career is going to be amazing. You know she's got a rap career. Bad baby. I know, and that's this. What Do you want to know what's even worse? It's because people just see dollar signs in her because she has a social media following, and they're like, "Oh, let's have somebody write a song for her," and then she just goes in the fucking Yo, booth. Listen, I, and then they auto I want to agree with you. I want to agree with you, but, but she doesn't write her music though. I mean, even if even if the song is catchy, you don't think she she's writes doing, any of the lyrics? Fuck no. I mean, I feel like she does because these no, lyrics they're not. not they're not necessarily. This tune is by her, and I fucking love this she, song, Bad Baby. Gucci flip flops. Listen to not- it. I got, I'm not going to play it because I don't want this to get demonetized on fucking YouTube. Okay. But, but listen to the song. I like the song. Gucci flip flops. Flip it No, it's probably a catchy song, but it, she didn't write it. I don't know. The li- she didn't write the music. No. She didn't produce the music or write the beats. She didn't write the lyrics either. They're not. It's literally <laughs> Gucci flip flops. Do you want me to read you the lyrics? Let's see. Let's see if we I'm probably. I'm gonna just get dumber by. I'm, I mean, all I'm saying the is the people that are the thing is, if you look at the song, she'll probably be on the writing credits. That just means that she was sitting in the room at the time, and she's like, "Okay, cool." Or that was good. the fact she's a lyrical genius? No, and she's we don't... not. <laughs> she's not. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's see what the the listeners also think. You ready? Here you go. Go Gucci flip flops. Fuck it. Hit your bitch in my socks. This a big watch, diamond dripping off of the clock. Pull the six out, winter time, dropping the top. Give it to they pussy ass, turn the shit up a notch. Gucci flip flops, fuck it, make it kick rocks, bust it. This a big clock, check the wristwatch, check it. Gucci flip flops, fuck it. I still it. don't think she wrote Hit it. Hit your bitch. Even though I think it's socks. terrible, but it's, it's better than what I could write. I'm a terrible writer. Bad I baby, you got these bitches. I can't even write a sentence without a typo in it because my dyslexia. Bing. Wait, another one. Bing. Ding. Let's put that down <laughs> in the bottom corner. What are we up to now? Ten. Ten. Dude, we, so many more than that. But this is my point: is that I love this. I feel like bad baby, and I'm not. I'm not even fucking with you now. I'm not trying okay. to be amusing. I like that song. I find it catchy. The lyrics are dumb, like most 
trap drill, oh, modern yeah. rap and hip hop can be. Not yeah. most, sorry, chart rap and hip hop is dog shit, lyrically, but it's catchy. Look, Little Pump and fucking Kanye West. I love it. I fucking love that song. The production is ridiculous. It's catchy as hell. Oh, I don't like the it. The video is was created to are be a meme. The- yeah, it's created to be a meme. And the lyrics are so dumb. You're such oh, a fucking hoe. I hate it. I love yeah, I hate it's it so much. awful, but actually, it's catchy and the production is good. And this is my point: is that there's Kanye moments. Kanye's a good producer, but I don't like that. Look, song. Kim, Kim, the Kardashians, I think, is a travesty because what they sell, they became famous through reality TV. Mm-hmm. They I worked it for sells. Them, by the way, oh really? Yeah. How? Um, I was their personal dinner server. Re- so when they had dinner parties, I I would go there. Really? Yeah. And I also danced for Kanye. I don't know if you knew that as well. So Just I privately, with- and his, he was like, <laughs> "No, I was I was his ballerina." You really you really served that dinner up so nice. No, I was his ballerina. You want to put on a Yeezy pair of shoes and dance for me in my closet? No, but I mean, <laughs> is this how the foot fetish started? No, no, <laughs> that's just a random thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye was like, yo, you got some pretty no, toes. Kanye didn't talk to anybody but himself when I worked for him. He had like his little crew. Stand into a mirror and just talk to himself. He's so, you know how everybody knows Remember how when narcissistic that dinner he is. Girl had those he is that narcissist. Open that everybody toe sandals <laughs> on. Oh shit, she got some hairy hobbit toes, motherfucker. <laughs> That's a unibrow across them motherfuckers. I want to put them in my mouth. Yo, baby, you want to dance for me in my closet with a pair of Yeezys on? And you were like, fuck it, Ren. Go. Ren needs to be made. I gotta go. <laughs> Listen, don't hate me. It's Kanye said it. Potentially. He's Allegedly. Allegedly. What was the weirdest part about that experience? Um, oh. That was one of the best and worst experiences. Alright, give me the story. Come on. I wanna I wanna li- I wanna be in it. I'm living in it. Okay, so Coachella 2011. I'll, I'll try to shorten the story because it is a long story, but I auditioned to be one of his... Is this going to be like one of your Snapchat stories? Yeah. This is going to be like 37 minutes, guys. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, make it, I'll make it quick. <laughs> um, I auditioned to be a dancer for his... Uh, a ballerina for Coachella, for his okay. Coachella performance, and I booked the job. It was about nice. 20 dancers. Um, and he performed about 15 songs, and we danced in maybe four or five okay, of them. Okay, nice. But... The booking was a week before Coachella, and he performed on Sunday night. So we had three 17-hour rehearsals back-to-back, and it was the most high-stress experience I've ever... Like, everything was all of... Like, nobody even with, knew... Even without anxiety, this would have been a bad experience. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so fucking stressful, and the uh, choreographer kept changing the choreography over and over and over again, and... We had two sound stages in Sony Studios. Kanye was practicing with his people and his production crew, and then me and the dancers and the choreographers were doing that. So not Kanye, even in the same space. Yeah, yeah. So Kanye was coming in every few hours to like check up on us, and he'd be like, "Oh, I, I don't like that." So we'd have to change on the a whole golf cart. Did he ride in on no, a golf cart? No, no, no. But like a hoverboard. Um. Also, Segway. He still got a Segway. No, but one of the dancers. <laughs> this is actually crazy. One of the dancers dropped out because. In this performance, it starts out and there's like a big white sheet over this, what looks like. Um, can we see this online as well? Yeah, yeah, you can see the performance. Okay. There was this huge um, art Kanye piece behind Coachella that was like kind of like a god-like piece that you would find in like ancient Rome and something. It right, looks like right, something. Right. And he came in and he kind of explained to us that like he was the god. And like that that art piece behind it was supposed to be like him as Jesus yeah. and this girl was very religious and she 
walked out and she's like Kanye is not God like he and he's trying to make us believe that he is and he wants us to worship because in in the first dance sequence she sounds like a dick in the first dance sequence the the sheet falls down and we turn up and we all just like praise it and we start praising this thing but it's art it's art isn't it a yeah, full yeah, sidle yeah. but she didn't like a full sidle being no, praised yeah but she didn't want to like he was trying to make it like Moses, a metaphor like he was he brought that God. down the tablets didn't he thou shalt not um, praise false idols yeah so she's She's keeping it so, old school. Yeah, so this girl like straight up left. But anyways, the choreographer kept changing. But that means she's it, probably in support of a period of time it. when it was okay to fuck your brother or sister. Yeah, to continue maybe. the population. So she's. I don't know, but she she was not having it, so she got up and left. But uh, there was a f- few instances where he... she ghosted. She holy ghosted. Hey! <laughs> uh, the choreographer basically <laughs> called me out in front of the entire production crew because. We were rehearsing something and then he changed it and I like got the dance move wrong. Yeah. And there was all these people there, including Kanye, and he turned off the music and he's like, Mackenzie, if you mess up one more time, I'm throwing you off this production. And then he turned and like there was 200 people watching this and I was front and center. And then they, I was so nervous. He turned back on the music and I messed up again immediately. And it was, it was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened in my life. It was the, it was just the highest stress I've ever been in. And then we we get on stage Sunday night after three days of seventeen hour rehearsals yeah, where I got like fucking tired. You're all two like hours of down. sleep and like everything's going wrong and like there's like this this sheet that's like literally like two thousand feet long that people in the back are all holding down like all these stage crew and it's going it's not supposed to go how, however it's going and like it ended up working out in the end but it was the most intense like. I blacked out when I was on stage because you look out and it looks like an ocean, you know, where you can't see the end of it. There was 90,000 people there and I was just like, <gasps> but it, it worked. It, I did it and it was a crazy experience and I don't, and I got offered to go on tour with him after that and I declined it because I, also the dancers were all bullying me. I was like, they all were friends and I came in and I was like the only Fucking one there. Bitches. They, they, the choreographer kind of... Insecurities, Mackenzie. That's their insecurities. No, it was really like, there were... I was like eating lunch by myself every day and like they were like why is she front and center she like sucks and I it's true I wasn't the best dancer there but for whatever reason like I was positioned in that thing and the girls were fucking pissed about it and they're like she's like literally the worst dancer I don't know how she booked this job and they're just all talking shit on me and I was like crying you know that all of them are dead now (laughs) every single one of them I know I saw I, I actually I know exactly who they were there was a there was a place there was a whorehouse down in downtown LA where you could go and you could shave girls' toes and it was all those girls. <laughs> oh, and uh, a guy went in there just fucking lost his shit. It was like a school shooter. He just, he had a, a mate, he really hates toes. Oh my God. He was more God. about the soles of the feet. Serious? He went in there, shot the place up. Every single one of them, dead now. So, you know, karma, karma. That's what happens when you insult Mackenzie Stith. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait, I did want to tell you the, the, the weirdest part. So we were like going back from South I'm still stage. trying to work out how you became a dinner server for them Does after it? this. Oh, yeah. So we're going from soundstage to soundstage and, and we walk into Kanye's soundstage where he's practicing and the, his own music is on in the background, just playing. And I look over at him. It's his mantra, he's, right? His own he's sound. He's in the corner. Voice. He's fist pumping to his own music. And no one's even around and he's singing his own music just like, and you're just like, you know he's heard that song 8,000 times. He yeah. wrote it, but he's like so self-obsessed that he was just like in the corner just fist pumping to his own music being like, yeah. It was, it was a My very question sight. is: If you it, take yourself outside of that, okay. go objective for a second. 
Do you think he was doing it because he knew you guys were all about to be walked into the soundstage and it was for him it was a performance? No, I think he's honestly that self-obsessed that he was just like in his own. He very he kept to himself a lot. Like he barely even spoke. He had like a little crew that he'd hang out with. At the Pornhub like, Awards, only... he curated the Pornhub Awards. Really? And he took oh, over yeah, it like a few days beforehand. And it was a bit of a shit show in terms of the organization. There was a lot of production problems with it. But he when he came out there was a bit at the very beginning where all the girls all these porn actresses who were his models for the Yeezy clothing that they were wearing one girl was just wearing a pair of Yeezy boots like high yeah. thigh boots with nothing else just a vagina and breast hanging out you know a lot of girls barely covered if at all it was like ex- well it's some- porn it's porn words like yeah but also it wasn't clothing be- I don't know what he was showcasing it was just like he got some old like offcuts from a Chinese sweatshop and just pin like safety pinned a bit of see-through material around a girl and went there you go that's yeah. art, that's fashion but he he came out at the beginning and they did like a a weird impromptu lineup fashion lineup where they all just stood there and all these photographers took photos and Kenya comes out and he did this and I talked about one of the previous podcasts the one about Pornhub Awards he comes out and he just places his chin on his fist like this and holds his elbow it, very much in the pose of the thinker, you know that very famous statue with the the guy who's kneeling. Yeah, and he has yeah, his yeah. fist on his his elbow on his knee, and he's got his fist chin on his fist. So it was that, and he stood there and he held it for it must have been like seven or eight minutes whilst looking at the at the at the, at the uh, models, so and he was going mm, mm, mm. and but he was they were people constantly taking photos of him. So in every single photo that would have been taken of him, that part of the evening it would have been Kanye pensively looking like the creator the auteur the artist the director the fashion designer at his creations it was very stylized and I looked at it and I was going that's what he does he goes okay I'm about to do this thing what's the what image do I want to be taken away from this what brand do I want to be taken away from this what style do I want to be taken away from this and for him it was I need to look like serious artistic fashion designer looking at his models so he came out and literally went boom and held it super fucking weird but also it started to make me believe that every single one of these um, outlandish or ridiculous or uh, whether it be him his current political you know fucking tomfoolery or going and talking to the president or the things he says there or his fashion line or hosting the Pornhub Awards or the video that he knows is going to go viral because it looks ridiculous and they look like Minecraft's video you know characters I think it's so predetermined and even that describing going in and his fist pump him to his own music I think he's almost been told by his assistant alright the girls who are going to be dancing doing the ballet dancing but why would he care like a bunch of like peasant dancers that like he doesn't even look look what we're doing we're sharing the story yeah it keeps up the the idea that Kanye is the biggest believer of his own music and that actually trickles down and sells as as a brand yeah he believes so much in what he creates. And it's great to have that that much confidence, but mm. like I feel like he takes it to the end. He's yeah. so obsessed with himself to where it's like you can't be that confident. It's good to have confidence, it's attractive, but like he he honestly thinks that he is God. How did you end up serving okay, so crudite to God? My sister, I don't even know how she got this job. My sister was the executive business associative for the Kardashians for about five years. So she basically ran their entire company. Right. Um, and so she got me the job as, because I was a server for years um, and they needed 
help with dinner. So it was actually the chef that hired me. So whenever they had actual dinner parties, I'd come and I'd serve them. Okay. So I served Drake. Drake actually took over my job one night. We had a dinner party for Drake. Very nice. And and I was bartending the little party for him. And he's like, he's like, do you mind if I bartend? And I was like, okay. So then he's like making me drinks. And Maybe yeah. he wanted to smash. <laughs> you could have a Drake baby right now. Well, didn't you hear that story that like Drake and Kim hooked up or something yeah 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 maybe it was that night because he was the only one over it it was like their whole family and then it was him like they had a dinner dinner party just he, for him they, they hooked up prior to him uh, her and Kanye getting together and then since then recently you know Drake's kind of alluded that he yeah I don't know he but he was, he was really nice so I worked for them for about two years he might have rage aid her they were, they were nice people yeah yeah I mean yeah was their home weird the, there's like 20 people at any given time working there Chris is very OCD. Like Chris Jenner. Yeah, she's, she's a like fucking every, nutcase, don't she? Everything has to be spotless. Like, um, I was like in the kitchen, and there was like a little crumb on the ground. She's like, Mackenzie. I'm like, this is what I'm saying, though. That that level of making everything look like a set. This is all a play. This is all a performance, and everything. The home needs to be a set. It was the people need to be intense. the extras and do their jobs right. Everything. Kanye needs to be perceived in a certain way. That's why someone like Kanye fits with that. I think he's perfect. They're perfect for each other. Those two. They're so because- self obsessed, but I feel like maybe it wouldn't be because like opposites attract, and they're too similar to where they're too. No, I think they're they're too. You obsessed can't with- you can't be remotely interested in the feelings the thoughts and the emotional depth of another person when you are so focused on being perceived in a certain way and and and, and it, 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 I, by your audience but i i wonder what their home like is like if they if they really have this like loving family just butt or sex just, just like only anal she wants to keep her vagina <laughs> perfect so he has to smash in the bum yeah and he doesn't mind because he's secretly a homosexual anyway so he's like, if I just That's like... That's what people are saying. He bunches up her hair and he like ties it up in a little bun. So she kind of looks like a cute boy with a with a top knot. And mm. then he just, just jumps in there. And he sings his own lyrics. Probably. Na, 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 na. <laughs> I'm serious though that I... I don't think that's too far-fetched at Wait what till it's I really get like. My money. Like he's, singing, he's singing his own lyrics while they're... Fuck, or he's like watching yeah. it. The music videos are on in the background while they're fucking, yeah. and he's watching himself while he gets a heart. But on. she's tweeting about it. She's actually yeah, she's doing Instagram. Here's updates. the thing: he's not even homosexual. He loves he he wants, he wants to, to make fuck himself. Yes, yes. So that's why they're making love, and he's watching his music videos on the screen. So yeah. that's the way the way his dick gets hard. We figured it out. That's how they do it. Yep. I feel like we've rectified <laughs> all of the all the pop culture problems in the world. Um, okay, so what's what's the sort of next for you? Is expanding, I guess, the artistic side of things because that seems to have gone incredibly well. Yeah, people are loving the prints. You're getting a huge amount of commissions for people actually sending a lot of their own like photos of their pets. Yeah, and then you turn them into these psychedelic, trippy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I've, I've seen one which was a, a of a someone's cat, and they sent you a picture and you painted the cat almost floating through space mm-hmm. with all these planets and yeah. aliens in the background, and then other cats. Famous cats through from social from like the world. Oh no, of- those are those are actually three people's cats. Oh, they're all yeah. The they same send cat. me photos, and I and if, if they don't have a photo that they don't want me to recreate, I can just like draw from what the cat looks like. But um, I really like commissions because people give me an idea of what they want, and then I can start with something. It's really hard to start with a blank canvas to make artwork because I'm like, what am I going to make? 
So when people tell me what to make, then I can like take their ideas and then make them come to life and I can still have some creativity in it. You yeah. know? Um, and been, if people want to get one of those commissions and they just go to the Etsy store, right? They just email, I have my email on my, they just email me directly. So at Mackenzie Stith Art. Mackenzie Stith Art at gmail.com. There you go. No, no, I mean, I, I always plug all the all my guest stuff. Yeah. Like, I want people to discover more of what you're about and see more of your stuff. Yeah, so- I think the first port of call I would say to everyone is to follow you on Snapchat and follow you on Instagram. Yeah. Just so they got those two things covered because they're, they're, you do release a huge amount of content every day. Every day. And it really is. I, I, You know what? Like, God, hats off to you. I, I love sharing some stories. I do it every now and then or I do a little live broadcast and mm-hmm. I'll archive it or whatever. And I'll do sketches and I know what people want from me they go do these characters every day yeah upload two or three funny character videos every day like I used to kind of do on vinyl yeah or please do more of the funny Instagram stories where you're kind of doing it's two work, characters though. it's, it's a huge amount of work and it doesn't I'm, I'm being very fucking honest and very I, I'm sorry to say this guys and I hope you guys are listening and you don't take this personally but it's monetarily it's it's costs me you know, at this point in my life... Because you're not working on something else if you're I'm not working, working on, on these characters. That, I'm not working on a script that I could yeah, sell to fucking, exactly. you know, Comedy totally Central or yeah. NBC. So I, you have to do it when I have the time. Whereas you have made a certain amount of time and it's become your living uh, embodiment of how successful something like that can become if you dedicate some decent time and energy to it. Yeah, well, it's just it's really just the Mackenzie Sith reality show because I just take people throughout my day, even if it's how do we get fun. that made as a real show? How do we get a show? I think that well, what we haven't talked about yet, which I'll briefly touch upon. Let's do it, man. I, I got is, no limitations on is um because well, you know, like half of my income right now is my art, and then the other half of what I'm doing is I this job literally just fell in my lap. I'm working for Spencer Pratt now. Do you remember that reality show? Do you remember the show The Hills? Yes, yeah. And he was him, and, Spencer, and uh, Heidi, and Heidi is his wife. Yeah, and I worked she for them was, now. They were both on a TV show called Big Brothers, uh, Big Brother in oh, the they, UK. Oh, yeah, they did the, I didn't, no, I never saw that one. That one was just a few years ago, right? It was a f- maybe, maybe five, six years ago. And uh, I went on as, um, I used to host Big Brothers Big Mouth, the offshoot show. Oh, really? So they invited me in to talk about it, and blah, 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 I've been watching them. And uh, and and I talked about Spidey. That was their, that was their yeah. collective nickname. And I talked about them and made some horrendous jokes about them. So They're, they're such good people. Yeah. I, I never really watched The Hills, which was their, like, how mm. they started. Well, it was Heidi, and then, like, they, she started dating Spencer. You want to know the, the only show. thing I took about Spencer, I took from Spencer Pratt on that show, on what? Big Brother... Was he talked about? Because I get acne around my hairline and in yeah. my beard if I play with my skin, and it's an anxiety, it's an OCD thing. Yeah, yeah. So I scratch and I get very anxious and I take it out of my face. And he talked about having bad acne at one point, but then him getting over it was just training his hands to not touch to not his touch. face unless he's washed his hands mm-hmm. perfectly clean. So he has to just learn to not. That's touch. crazy. I didn't know that. But and that's, I'm trying to that's, teach myself. That's true. People really do. I struggle, by... especially when I get drunk or I smoke. I. St- don't even know I'm doing it subconsciously. I do that when I'm when I'm Snapchatting. I feel like that's just like a, or I'll put my hair in my face. This or podcast, do. if you're watching the YouTube, the video of this podcast on the previous, well, a few of previous go now, but with Pete Lee, I watched it back and I was scratching the back. I of probably my won't head watch this back because I'll see all these weird ticks that I'm doing, or Maybe just like that. Let's have another counter on the right hand side <laughs> of the screen where we just. We have, we have this, is, this is the problem tick counts, which I think we got up to about 11 to 15. It's hard to watch yourself back. Yeah, I don't sometimes. do that often. I just power or through like it. Or like hear your own voice, but... I love I'm hearing just... my own voice. I got a good voice, I think. 
I always thought my voice was just whatever, but then Mackenzie, somebody... I don't know if you've noticed, but I have. You have a, a great voice, and you're you're a Brit. People voice. told me that my voice is nasally, and I'm like, okay, I can't change my voice, so get the fuck over. I don't it. think your voice is annoying. Uh, there's a comedian called Michelle Wolf who I perform with at the Comedy Cellar. She did the um. You know the uh, what's it called? The press address at the White House, White House press address. Is that what it's called? Or White House Press Association okay, dinner? Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. That you know, obviously Trump didn't turn up to this year, but she, she's kind of she's from Wisconsin. Oh. She's kind of real gangsy, and her voice is irritating. Okay, okay, she's a very funny lady. Yeah, but her voice is, and she makes jokes about it. She has like a very irritating fucking voice. Okay, so yours is not bad. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, so yeah, this job fell into my lap. I work for Spencer and Heidi now from their house. Um, he has a business selling crystals. And so... That's the most... Sorry, every single part of that entire sentence was the most LA thing I've ever heard in my life. I work for Spencer and Heidi. You might have seen them on the Hills reality show. He's selling crystals. <laughs> I know, but like this is. I'm. I'm just. I'm just. I have to point out how fucking hilarious that shit is. I know. I know, but is. it's. And here's the thing: is I'm not. I'm not like a. It's a crystal store, but it's also a very specialist organic coffee no. bean company. No, it's not. And we do Reiki and any, healing. And anybody who who. If you is, buy a pumpkin spice latte, this, we give you a Reiki crystal healing no, no. afterwards. Anybody who's going to watch this, who who has followed me for a long time, I had a bit that I did on my Snapchat for years where I made fun of crystal healing. Like I made fun of people who believe that, like, if I put this crystal on my butt, my AIDS will go away. <laughs> like, I, 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 I. That's how it works, though. I think they've confirmed scientifically. And confirmed so the that's fact right. that I'm working with crystals now, people are like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Here's the thing: crystals are gorgeous." Like, so it what, wasn't what me the, making fun of crystals. They're not healing. Me. These ones are not healing crystals. These no, are they're just supposed like... to be healing crystal, but but they're whatever you want them to be. For me, I like the crystals because they're fucking gorgeous. Like, they're, yeah. they're pretty pieces of the earth. You know what I found out? Do you want to um, hear the most exciting thing I found out yesterday? What? If you take a lump of coal... And put it in peanut butter. And then put it in the freezer. freezer. Okay, so... It turns into a crystal. I watched I watched this whole video about it. And then all these people are doing experiments now to see if it actually works. And they're saying it's not working. But I want it to work. Doesn't the coal have to be hot? It has to be, like, pressurized to a certain extent. But people are... Like, after that video came out, people are trying it now. And they're yeah. saying it doesn't work. I know, it's a bummer. I wanted it to work. Yeah, me too. I was going to make a fucking coal yeah. crystal. Peanut yeah. butter coal crystal. Um, so... That's that's what I'm doing. Oh, but basically they're bringing back. So the that's hills. The, that's the other half of the re- of the money. Of the money. So you might end up on the hills as a reality star. They're, as the, I'm filming as, tomorrow. They're going to call I'm you. I'm filming the hills Crystal tomorrow. McKenzie. They're bringing back the hills for a reboot, and they're filming. And so now I'm going to be on the hills. Wow. We're filming tomorrow. Are you going to change? Is that it? We. I mean, we barely. No, no. Got I'm to just going to be in the background. I'm not going to be a main character. I literally will just be in the background. Please tell me at some point you're going to come out and go. You're gonna come out with a, like just a lump of coal covered in peanut butter, <laughs> and just be like, this "Spencer, where, it's almost where, ready." This is where and then, crystals come. <laughs> that would be fucking magical. Yeah, and and then like it's all revealed. Like this is how we've been making crystals this whole time, yeah. selling them for a hundred. Well, I hope you become a regular on there because I think I think there's um, I do think you're a very talented comic actress because I've seen you in a lot of your commercials. There, lots of uh, the majority of them are humorous roles, um, and you're very good at it. And I also think your content that you make on your social media apps is very engaging and very personal, and I like that. That makes me feel connected, even if we haven't hung out as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also, I, I, you know, fingers crossed. Hey, I hope something happens with this. You know, maybe the hills 
they you are involved in a bit bigger way, and then maybe they decide to take you on as a as a as a character because I think you would would present a very different view of you know what attractive actresses in LA can be. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a little not bit being scary, a two dimensional with the reality show because. If, if you're going to reality show you're at the route, mercy of the editor and the producer yeah um, a lot of times that can hurt your acting career um, yeah like people who actually want to be actresses and then end but up in this day and age we've already put it out thingy Brigoli fucking goes on Dr. Phil and goes cash mouth how about that now she's yeah. making hit tracks with some of the biggest artists in the world and she's making Diplo, millions like, of, yeah making with, millions of dollars yeah so I feel like you could probably spin yeah an appearance but I mean on I definitely like we'll see We've only f- I filmed with them twice so far, and they're filming for the next ten weeks. So we'll see what we actually do film. But like, I feel like you should just be planked in the background in really uncomfortable poses, <laughs> yeah. and, and they never reference it in any scene. And you yeah, could just, you could just become like a cult character. They're just the like, hills. what are you doing? This is part of the crystal making process. Uh, this is what I do to bless the crystals before I sh- <laughs> before because I literally what I'm doing for him is I'm packaging the crystals and s- shipping them out and then I'm also uploading to the website like and I write the descriptions you of them you take a photo a little description of what the crystal does yeah and I pick them up from the artist that we get it from who like carves and polishes all of them is and this so, one of the crystals that they sell yeah what's all the stuff inside this what kind of a crystal smoky elestial quartz smoky elestial oh it's very smooth as well those yeah those. Yeah. Which the crystals, um, the the guy that we work with, he buys them from actual miners that go all around the world. And then he puts them in a polishing machine for two weeks and then he drills and so cars LA. them. This is so LA. I love the idea that it's just a, a guy with a fucking, one of those hats with a, a no, lamp on like the front a real of it. Artist. No, no, no. The artist opens his door up and there's just a guy with a hat, a hard hat with a lamp on the front of it, covered black soot all over his face. <laughs> I brought you your 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 mineral. You needed your minerals. I've got your crystals for you. And he opens up a bag, and the the artist is just like, "Okay, super. Let no, me but- get twenty of those. Give me the ruby one. I'll take that. That's the, give me the smoky Aphrodite ginseng one. Let me take that. How much is that? Oh, that'll be fifty shekels. And you know, there you go. There's your money. And then he goes away and buffs them up. Yeah. Blesses them. Does like a tantric fucking dance. Sticks them in his butt. That's where he gets right the energy thing, from. Girl. Pulls them out, sticks them on a necklace. Boom, $7,000 online. SpencerPrattsCrystals.com exactly. PrattDaddyCrystals.com PrattDaddyCrystals. <laughs> love it. I love it. This is beautiful. He has, he, has a, he has a huge social media following. He's a character. Oh, I'm not surprised. He's he's like the, the way... They're, they're not dumb. They're not the dumb. The reason they, why... We, they're not dumb people. The reason yeah. why Spencer asked me to work for him is because he... I made him an art piece. Nice. Of he's obsessed with hummingbirds and he like hand feeds them all the time. He has fifty feeders outside of his house. Who are these people? Who the fuck are these people? They're just You have to follow him. He's so entertaining. He's so fucking funny. So what are I was a fan people, of his though, that and just... I made him a piece of art and then I sent it to his P.O. box and he opened it on his snap and he's like, Mackenzie, you angel, thank you so much for this. Right after he opened it, I ended up seeing him at a coffee at a coffee shop a few days later and I was like, Hey, I was the girl who made that artwork for you and he's like, No way. So he started following me on Snapchat and we both film ourselves all day long, so we connected on that. Yeah. And and we both like Snapchat is our lives. I hope so it ends well, though. I hope this relationship and friendship strengthens. He's like, hey, do you want to come work, work for me? Because he knew, he knew that I, I worked for myself. Because yeah. I was doing Amazon before this. I was doing, like, grocery delivery for Amazon. Sure. And I, I had my own hours. So he was like, hey, we need extra help. He's like, do you want to come yeah. work for me? And I was like, fuck yeah. That's nice. Something so it just, that like, you fell, did. It fell in my lap. 
I had a similar thing with RuPaul. We connected over Twitter. Really? Yeah, and we were hanging out. We went for some hikes, and I think he realized that I was 100% straight and never going to suck his dick. Or he, just <laughs> did, or he just didn't like my personality, and after about three hangouts, that was it. Sometimes, uh, I feel like a lot of times, Still follows British me, people can't but... come off gay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it... like, when, when, when he first, you know, started talking on Twitter, I was, I was in a gay bathhouse sucking a dick at the mm-hmm. time. I sent him, I think, like, a video just like... <laughs> Rude. And then How they're like, no, no, I, it's uh, not what it is at all. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> I'm not gay. Yeah. No, but I, I, I'm honest though. I feel like, I feel like a lot of times when I meet British people, I like, I kind of get like a gay vibe. From Assume them. they're homosexual. Not all of them, but a lot of them I do. Remember that guy Corey Poppins, Corey Poppins from Vine? Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. thought he was. No, he's straight, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely straight. He's straight and like. We made up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. I think I flirted with you the first time we met. Didn't go well. It was like a, it was like a crystal, a butt crystal situation. It was like, <laughs> she's like, "Listen, I like the, I like what you're saying. I like the offer. It's just not for me. It's not personally my. That's not the way I'm going to use it." Yeah. But then we had I'm a sorry. beautiful friendship come out of it. Don't be sorry. This, I, I feel like I won. In. I won. Imagine but then if we, we had put crystals in each other's anuses, and it was gorgeous. Yeah, that was that was a bonding experience. That wasn't sexual. Oh, okay. I thought and it was a little bit. And sexual, if you but... incidentally, if you cover the crystal in peanut, peanut butter, butter, it's easier to get in up- and out. But the thing is, you're supposed to pressurize the crystal, so you do that inside of your yeah, anus. Yeah, you just squeeze your butt cheeks together. Yeah. Do your and squats. And it gets real warm. <laughs> you put the peanut butter in. Well, on that note, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, um, please make sure you check out uh, Mackenzie Stith. It will be at Mackenzie Stith on pretty much everything, right? On yeah. Snapchat, on Instagram, on Twitter. And uh, and also, if you go to YouTube as well, there's and you want to just... Find out a bit more of the stuff that we've referenced over the course of this podcast. I recommend just searching Mackenzie Stiff Vines, and there's loads of compilations. Oh, yeah, so you can, yeah. that will make you laugh. That will give that will give you you know a good. They're normally about twenty That's minute a good long fun videos. Stuff, not like the depressing stuff that we. Yeah, talk, watch talk that. But here. then if you also want to connect on a deeper level, make sure you follow her stories. Reach out to her, and also uh, beyond all of that, check out her her Etsy store or just go direct to at Mackenzie Stiff Art on Instagram. And you can get commission done or have a look at some of the prints and various bits yeah. of artwork she's got on sale there already because I think she's very talented. Thank Thanks very you. much for joining me. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. That was the best. Savages, I'll see you next time. Bye. Peace. Bye.